Hello and welcome along to G'day GA, brought to you in association with O'Neill's International Sportswear, the choice of champions. Please visit at O'Neill Sportswear AU on Facebook and Instagram. Just we are starting up here, we've got Shawnee, it's kind of late even there, he's having a few nachos over Melbourne, but he's just wiped his face with a J-cloth. Like, that's for that's for cleaning the table, not for cleaning your face. You'd probably go in there now and wipe the table with that. What a pig no, of a man. I, 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 I was here in the home office early and we got... Instead of tissue, of J cloths for some reason. Jeez, anyway, something tough, will do tough times, tough times. I've had. A, I'm. I'm rushing all evening. I'm just back from training. Got got the, the food into me, and I'm ready to go. Fair play, to you, Shani. Great to be here, Liam. Yeah, good man, good man. We've got Giggles here as well. Um, Giggles is in work there. He's doing this over lunch like myself. But he he someone came in, interrupt him. But he he got a tray of biscuits sent in then for the for this to do this and a latte for himself. I tell you one thing, boy, he's a son up down there in Cork. We we know who's running the show down there. About time to watch people took control of the, of the People's Republic. <laughs> <laughs> so we, we got a good show for you today. We're going to obviously have a look back um, at uh, an unbelievable do or die Sunday last weekend with you know it's so many different ebbs and flows in it. Um, look ahead to the Leinster Munster finals next weekend, and we have a giggles corner as well. Uh, so we might get straight into it. Do you know what? We'll start with with Leinster for a change. I should do. And look, I'm taking the feedback on board on the jingles. I'll, I'll, I'll do a bit of work over the weekend trying to identify new ones. I'm just too lazy at the moment to do it. I used to love making them. Take a bit of time, though. So I, if any listeners have any suggestions on good audio, I'll find some music to go with it. Send them on to me. Get AGA, you need you know. to get a job that'll help you do other curricular activities that you used to have over here, Liam. Yeah, I used to be able to do full-time work on the podcast on the GA. That's kind of sw- swapped around a little bit now. <laughs> Now I have to do a full-time job and then do this in the evening. Anyway, so, uh, look, Leinster, we'll start there. It was, it was, I was down in Wexford Park on um, on Sunday for the Kilkenny-Wexford game, which which probably was the biggest game because uh, it meant if Wexford lost and other results went there against them, they were going to be relegated. And we went down the night before, got into Wexford Park nice and early because it's unreserved seating and huge crowd in, in Wexford Park. And there was a, a lot nervous tension, I would say. Um, some interesting insights on the Wexford psyche. Talked to a couple of stewards because Renardi goes, they're definitely going to win. They were a full sure Wexford were going to win. Jeez. Which was interesting, right? Then they had a fella sing Boule Vogue on the pitch before the teams came out. As kind of like, you know, let's get everyone pumped here in the stadium. Before you know it was very unusual. To war cry. To war cry. It wasn't like played on like a tannoy, it was a fella singing it. Like it was pretty cool now to be fair then the, the intel I have is the Wexford team sang a verse of the purple and gold before they came out in the dressing room and then they came out and they absolutely stank up fucking Wexford Park for the first 20 minutes which is interesting as well Wexford put the match back 10 minutes because of traffic congestion to 10 past 2 which was complete bullshit when all those games had to start and finish at the same time because of the permutations. Um, I reckon there was a definitely a stroke pull there. Now, Wexford Park is a notorious place hard to get in and out of, but there's no doubt there was a stroke pull there on that one. And it all led for a very interesting day. And obviously the match, it wasn't on telly, but it was an unbelievable game of hurling. There was nine goals, ebbed and flowed, and ultimately... Wexford got the result and they had dancing the crossroads on, purple and gold on, and people were actually dancing <laughs> on the pitch after the match like they won the Ireland. 
and their hurling and their hurling year was over. <laughs> so it was a it was a mental day, like and you know as a Kenny supporter there, we were well outnumbered, but uh, we're not even about talking about any of the hurling. But he's how much it meant to Wexford to stay up, and the people of Wexford and that team, like it can't be underestimated. It was it really was do or die for them. Yeah, I think I, I was delighted Wexford won. I think I, I said in the messages on the, on, the, on the WhatsApp on Sunday, it was an important win for Hurling, I think, in general, that Wexford won that game. Because we had said last week Antrim were going to be Wesley. They did so at their ease, as it turned out. But I, I think with Wexford, and I think I make this point generally as well for a number of counties in the Wexford-Warford bracket, like inconsistency has killed Wexford and Waterford and, and, and the, the likes uh, who are outside the big three, Galway and Limerick, the big five, you nearly call them. Um, but does does it have something to... Because the Wexford team on paper, I think, is as good as the Kilkenny team. When you look at it, Lee Chin, you've got Liam Og, you've got Connor McDonald, you've got Rory O'Connor, you've got Beam Ryan, you've got fucking Rick. Serious team there. And is it the inconsistency? Is that driven by the amount of external managers, again, going back to it? Mm. That there's no consistency of identity. There's no way of playing. A guy like Darry Egan, who by all accounts is a great coach, turns up, but he likes to try out something some other day because he has the freedom to do so. Would he try out those things if he was managing his own Tipperary? I don't think he would. So I think it was a shame, first of all, Liam, that Kilkenny and Wexford, regardless of what was on, on offer, wasn't on TV. That's one of the biggest games in the Leinster Championship. Agreed. Historically, go back to the Agreed. early, mid 90s. Yeah, see the black and amber against the purple and gold it was nearly iconic on TV right? mm-hmm. but it was a sham that that wasn't on TV and you were just getting updates on what's the score because it sounded like an absolute epic like between on Cody getting the hat trick Liam O getting about 2-2 two, two or 2-3 two, rolling back the years destroyed like there's a question for you because again you were the only person at the game did Liam O destroy Richie Reid and is Richie Reid a weakness in that kick any yeah. halfback well, Richie Reid wasn't playing so, oh, okay, so, so before the match, there was a number of changes. Richie Reid was gone. Park Walsh was in centre back. I, I think Richie Reid was it must have been injured because he didn't even feature yeah. w- when injuries didn't ha- did happen. So he must have just been gone. Walter Walsh came in midfield, um, and I can't remember who started else in the forward. There was another change in the forwards. I can't remember off the top of my head. But Kenny looked so vulnerable at the back. You know, it, it was crazy. Like they shipped. I think it was three or four goals against Antrim as well. Shipped four goals against Wexford. Um, everything was going fine, though. And I said this to you in the message, Giggles. Giggles was giving me the live updates from from, uh, from Dublin because we couldn't get phone reception down there how Dublin was going against Galway and the results. But Kilkenny lost Mikey Butler, um, Mossy Keown and Adrian Mullen within five minutes of each other. Kilkenny were up yeah, kind of eight, eight points at that stage and they were looking very comfortable. And then Wexford got a penalty after those three injuries and next minute there was only three or four points in it, then they got another goal and then it was just chaos. Um, chaos for them, yeah. And I think, I think they, Adrian Munnell is a player that I would have think makes Kilkenny tick. You know, TJ obviously is yeah. still the, the, the mainstay, but he's the guy who actually makes them tick now. He went off with a very, very bad hand injury and Kilkenny looked rudderless after that. Now, they, they made yeah. a good comeback at the end like Kilkenny kind of always do, but Wexford kind of controlled the whole second half really and didn't look under pressure and I think Kenny have no depth in their panel so Richie Reid was gone Park was in when you looked at the line there was no one to shore things up 
You know, there was no one to come yeah. in and make an impact for Kilkenny. And Wexford were well worth their win. Well worth their win. Interesting. Yeah. But you say, yeah, that's interesting because like you'd, you'd say after last year, right, and started this year, you'd say automatically you have to say Kilkenny are the number one team in the country. After and the, then after to turn the, around. Sorry, number. did I say number one? Yeah, number yeah, two yeah, team yeah, in, yeah, in the country. Yeah. like Based on their performance and what they pulled out last year as well, you know, in the All-Ireland final, like it's the same players, it's the same personnel there, um, and then you'd say Mikey Butler, Hugh Lauder, and that full backline, and you were taught, you said it there last week, Eagles about uh, Conor McDonald being, you know, having having the ability to open them up, but he couldn't see it, like, and then to see that they score five, like four goals yeah. against that full backline, yeah. like, I mean, it's it's just I, I, I can't understand it, like from the way from where Wexford came. Like where they've come from, the last of it's that result is just yeah. baffling. Like, yeah, yeah. And, and I was worried going baffling. down. And Wexford having one up against Kenny at the moment, like you know. And I think as well though, and this is what made this point on the last one is the next few games are in Crow Park after this now, right? Kenny are in Crow Park against Galway. The Munster teams will be up to Crow Park after this shortly as well. The Munster finals or depends what the quarterfinals are. It's a different competition, and I do think that will have an impact. Uh, on how Kilkenny fare even against Galway even though Kilkenny could be down a few players that game with Crow Park is going to be a different game than the game even in Owner Park or the game even up in, yeah. up in Galway it's mm, funny yeah. I don't, I can't there's no there's no logic to that but no. for some reason Kilkenny and Crow Park there is there is a, there is a factor there with that you know there is yeah. but Wexford well worth their win they're safe and but it was an unbelievable finish to it and you, as you said giggles into WhatsApp Cracker. Leinster finally Giving us some excitement, you know, and I think yeah. we 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 got it in if, spades on Sunday. If you flipped around the last three weeks in Leinster and put that to the first three weeks, and then put it up against the Munster Championship, like you would completely different. You know, you you have a similar narrative in the oh, way the results. Oh, hundred percent. And you you know, so we we absolutely lambasted the Leinster Championship for the first three weeks and hyping up Munster Championship, but like Leinster has finished as as good as 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 Munster has finished really. Well, there was four games on it, four Leinster games on it the weekend, if you think about it, right? There was Kilkenny against Wexford, class, classic. There was Dublin against Galway, which was an absolute shit game, right? Big wins. Mm. Dublin went 12 points up, and then for the whole second half, they could not win a puck out against the wind. Galway decided to play, and the Galway half-back line took over. You have to give Dublin credit, and then you still have to say Galway are as flaky as ever. So... I know we'll get on to preview Galway. Would you not give Galway the credit, though? Galway had a fair mountain to climb to, though, to be fair to him. But if you watch the game, the two goals they gave away were the worst two goals you've ever seen. The goal he went to take the ball on mm. the early with one hand coming across the way. Oh, my. He, he won't play. I know, but they've, they still had a fair effort to turn that around, though, because that was a, a monumental effort to, to, to but, finish that game you, with a draw. Do you, know when, do you know when you get into a game, Shawnee, and you're against a big wind and you just cannot win your own pocket? Yeah. Yeah, and, and that means the onslaught is constant. That was the whole game. That Galway halfback line won every single puck out in the second half, and it was just momentum. And you just knew, you knew from yeah. fifteen minutes out that Galway were going to win this or get a draw. You just knew. Antrim and Westmead went the way we expected. You yeah. know, Antrim pulled away in the end. But the best game in Leinster at the weekend, lads, was on Saturday evening in the Christian Cup final. Oh, unbelievable! Unbelievable! Offaly yeah, versus Carlow. Offaly, Tyler, I actually played Tony Forrest with Tyler when I was when I was 13, the referee that was refereeing. He's known for leaving games go. I actually think he's quite a good referee. 
but he had a nightmare first half. Missed three obvious frees for Offaly and then sent off some poor young fella in the cornerback for flailing his hand in the wind. And it just so happened he caught your man's. But I think the story of the game was how good are Carlo in the air? Unbelievable. All lefties, the fuckers. Yeah. In on the right-hand side, that ball and caught ball, you'd never see him caught. And then in fairness, Offaly went back to their 94 days of never give up. They got the last four points to send it to extra time, you thought. In extra time, there were a point up with three minutes to go. They have it in the bag. I found myself shouting for Offaly just because, I don't know, I liked the way the, the performance was going. But then Carlo got the last two points and then their centre for Offaly centre forward who scored four points had the last shot. Oh, I felt God for him. I felt God for him, and that was a real, like middle of the like that was a very scoreable. He was on his it was a feet planted shot, like nailed on, nailed on, scored, and he say he just the pressure as he was striking got to him, and he pulled it. And Carlo probably deserved to deserved the win and the balance of play. I, I would think because they missed a fair amount of chances in the second half when they thought they were home and host. But a great advertisement for the Joe McDonough Cup. I think they called the Christy Ring a minute ago. I meant Joe McDonough. Um, Westmead are back down there next year not Wexford uh, as it turns out um, Carlo up into Leinster it's uh, yeah it was, it was overall as I think a brilliant weekend for Leinster hurling teams including Antrim and Galway and I think this is the beauty of the round robin and we have to call out and same for Munster that every game mattered on the last day Yeah, and it could have went a number of ways in Leinster we'll talk about Munster as well in a minute like isn't that what you want? Like, isn't that brilliant mm. to, to, to see? Right. You go down right. to your last Sunday, right. you play the games at the same time, and Wexford Park, people are going, what's the score in that match? What's the score in this match? Or, yeah. You know, like, people, you know, like, like that's that's what it should be like. And and yeah. no matter what, we've, the Leinster has been a bit of a, uh, a dud up until that day. Munster has obviously entertained the whole way through because of, I think, I think it's because there's five teams as well. It makes it different. There's no dynamic. Yeah. There's more, yeah. Do you know? Now, obviously, there's a higher standard of teams in Munster as well. We're not going to get away from that. Um, but just the, the do or die Sunday. And then we were into the car driving home from Kilkenny, or driving home from Wexford, listening to the Limerick and Cork match, and then all how that was changing, and then getting the updates on the t- like what a day of hurling from start to finish. Yeah, you know, like yeah, when you look at that rubbish in the football at the moment, those group games, and. It like and it's not the it's not the football team's fault, but it's so crap. They're not real championship games. For all the championship games in the round robin are championship games. There's not one of those the games. Only, the, only, the only problem is we've only seven meaningful matches left now for the rest of the year. That's the killer. Yeah, but we've so five matches at the weekend in one in one day. <laughs> I know, but yeah. we'll have got our money's worth though, you know that? We'll have we'll have ended up with a brilliant oh, championship. Yeah. We'll will. We will. It will it will be, it will be, it will be, it will yeah. be agreed. But All right, well, quickly on the list of final. List of final. Yeah. Keep us moving. Kilkenny Galway in Crow Park, Sunday week, four o'clock. Kilkenny will definitely be out. What's, what, what's the story of Mikey Butler? I know Unclear. Gone for the year, potentially. Unclear on Mikey Butler sure. and Mossy. I, I, they were, they were, it looked like Mikey Butler either got a dead leg or it was a hamstring or a calf. So some kind of soft tissue thing. So is he going to have that turnaround in two weeks? Could be. Uh, Mossy, kind of same, pulled up lame. I don't know, but. Adrian Mullen, I, I could not see him playing two weeks. If they got to Lawrence semi final, he might be back wearing a glove or some kind of weird contraption to try and play. But it's his thumb, so like as you know, it, it's a thumb is. I think his fingers look smashed up as well as his thumb. Oh, uh, like picture. He walked past us, like you know, to go back to the dugout, and he like the, 
he's a tough fella, like, you know, and just seeing yeah, his face. Oh, no, it's, look, it looked horrible. Like, he got the belt on the hat. He was holding the hurl up the top of the hurl, and a wicks that hit him on the thumb where he's on the top of the hurl. Yeah. So, two uh, thumb sandwich in between two hurls, like, you know, so. Jesus. Nasty. Do you know what, though? The thing, the, the thing about the Leinster final this weekend is Galway's forwards are not kicking. Like, Conor Whelan has parked the games against Westmead and Antrim where he scored six goals in two games. You can't count that. Conor Whelan didn't get a sniff at the weekend. He's not getting a sniff inside their full forward. I still think his best position now that he's got older is centre forward. Use his muscle, be under the break. But Conor Cooney is a shadow of himself. Like, he hit yeah. that penalty. And, you know, Jesus, you could sense he was going to miss it. Evan Nyland is actually probably playing quite well, but he's just a kind of a, he's looking for the flash ball over the bar. He doesn't look to be penetrative at all. So I don't see, like, it's very hard to call. There's a huge prize for the winner, first of all. I think that Massive, that massive prize. The winner gets, the, like, let's say Limerick win the Munster now. We got to much find data, but the winner of the next final get to play the winners of Carlow, Dublin and Clare, potentially. And we said that last year about Kilkenny Liam. Do you know when it, when it was shaping no, up? Say that again, say that again, Gilles. The winners of Leinster, what? We'll, we'll end up playing Dublin, Carlow or Clare. In the, in the if if Clare to lose to Limerick. Yeah, so, yeah, and I'm making that assumption just for illustrative purposes on that. Yeah. But it, it, I think Adrian Mullen's a massive loss for Kilkenny. I don't think TJ is firing really yet. He, he, he doesn't seem to be hitting the heights. But there's a better spread. By like The likes of John Donnelly and Billy Ryan Massey Keown, the lesser lights of the Kilkenny forward line are contribu- contributing yeah. quite well every single game. It's their half back line and now their midfield. And their full back and their full back line now. Full back lines and don't know. Yeah. But then do Galway have the like Galway's key big men continue to be Dahi Burke, Gerard McInerney, Park Man. Yeah. Continue. So and they'll need to find a goalie who doesn't go controlling the ball with one hand over his head as the ball's <laughs> coming across the goal. But I, I think it's fifty. I think the lack of Adrian Mullen will probably just swing it in Galway's favour. Yeah, I think so but too. That's not. That's not. That's not giving much kudos to Galway, to be honest. And this is the thing, right? Going up to that Leicester final last year, Kenny, Galway would have been red hot favourites for that Leicester final last year, like red hot favourites. And Kenny won it out of counter by five points. Galway brought yeah. absolutely nothing. Now you'd imagine they're going to be some sort of kicking them in this year. Um. But you just don't know where, where Galway are at. You really don't. Oh. And then Kenny, oh, I don't know. Like I remember it was the weirdest match I was at up in, and I think it's such a joke that that match is in Crow Park. There'll be maximum, maximum 25,000. I'd say it'd be 20,000, if you know, if even. Sunday 4 o'clock and you're playing in, in there's no need for it. You know, yeah. Kenny Galway, if, yeah. to be better off making a home away arrangement for Leicester finals going forward. Yeah. You know, there's just there's not the same draw. Well, to put the Joe McDonald put the Joe McDonald on the same day. Yeah, exactly, exactly. You yeah. Know, yeah. that would be brilliant. Then, like you'd have a bit of atmosphere for both games. But anyway, I'm going for Galway next week, lads. Yeah. Okay. Um, just though, not not because they're great, but because Kenny are missing so much. Yeah, well, that's the only reason I'd go for Galway. Like if Galway, if Kenny have a full selection, still go for Kenny. Like if Mikey Butler's out, like that's a big out. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to go with Kilkenny. I, I like even though they're missing those few, I think considering where Galway are at and they've kind of had non a non performance against Kilkenny again last year in Crow Park. Mm. I, I think Kilkenny are going to shade it, but I don't. I don't expect it to be. I think it's going to be a dour affair. 
will be there obviously cheering them on. Yeah, I think from a from a Kilkenny point of view as well, if they lose, that'll mean they'll probably end up playing Tipperary Correct. in the quarterfinal. And I don't think they want to be there. Oh, I tell you one thing, when I saw that permutation of that, I was like, Jesus. the last thing I want to play in this tip. And that that's a home away arrangement as well. Unless they but do the quarterfinals as a as a, a double header. Neutral. Can, can, can yeah, any yeah. Tip have, have to get over awfully forces, isn't it? They will, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Joe, is it awfully away, you know that? Like you, you like, yeah, awfully give them a fair rattle of it. I think Tip, I think Tip will win. But after that, what happened against Waterford, you know, fascinating to see what way they're going to respond in that. Like that was some kick up the hole for many with Tabitha in a sec. Uh, they have a lot of injuries though. Yeah, they're carrying a few injuries. Yeah, no, it's interesting times there in Tip. Um, so we're going to go for two goals in Kilkenny. I'm conscious of keeping us moving because Giggles is up against it. He's a lunch booked at quarter past one inside in town. He's going to. He needs, he needs to keep us moving here. So we we we'll get on to Giggles' Man, corner. Montanati is it? And see what he has for us. We've got a cargo stuck in Rangan. It's always you know great to you know to say that you walk the steps of Crow Park and you lifted the McCarthy Cup like and but. No, we never changed one bit from the day we started, let's say, our first game with, with Glenmore. Going back to your locals and the people that you're brought up with and you're reared with, and it's just, there's nothing like coming back there. Like. It wasn't a fancy open top bus, I think, about Dublin's, Richard Dublin's lorry, and really, yeah. up, up in the back of the lorry and off down. It's just lovely country, and a few bonfires. All right, you guys, why you that one, Liam? No, I'll keep, keep that, that one. one. That's a good one. Yeah, no, that's that one. one of my favourite ones. <laughs> um, before I get into the Giggles Corner, actually, what's been interesting over the last couple of weeks is the TJ Reid versus Patrick Horgan jumping each other every single Saturday and Sunday at the top of the charts. But it looks like TJ's going to stream ahead now over the next couple of weeks. Um, that's how they don't. They don't make a big fuss about it like as like as other sports would. I think they should. But Joe Canning up, got you know. when, when, when Joe Canning got it off Henry, they made a massive deal about it. But I just think it's been so fluid ever since then that they haven't, which is probably maybe at the end of the season this year they, they'll make a deal of it when TJ finishes up on top. But um, okay, the the Giggles corner this week is a look. So there's a lot of narrative going around around how teams perform after they give Limerick an absolute shot. Do you know what I mean? So you put everything into the Limerick game. You, and you're out again the next week or the week after. And for the purpose of this, I've just looked at the end of 2019, right? Because there was knockout games there. 2020, 2021, because of the COVID years, I'm ignoring them because there was no real, you know, you're playing again one week after playing Limerick. And I've looked at 22 and 23. And there definitely is looking at the results in the facts of the data, a clear Limerick hangover issue. So, Teams are putting so much in. And I'll just go through, I think there's, what have I got here? Nine games, right? So in 2019, Tipperary lost the Munster final to Limerick. And they put in a massive effort against Limerick that day. And they went out. And the following week, they beat a leash team in Crow Park. I think we remember um, the match. It was on in a terrible performance, right? I think they won the game by 10 points in the end, but I think they got 2-2 in the last couple of minutes. So they had a really shallow performance against each other. That was a win after losing. The next game then was Kilkenny put in a massive shift to beat Limerick in 2019 by a point. And they went out the following two or three weeks later and got absolutely annihilated by Tipperary. 3.25 to 20 points. Sending off after 15 minutes. Go on, yeah. 
was around 33 minutes. Kilkenny Kenny were winning at the time. Anyway, we'll keep going that one. So then, and I, and I do take that they're a little bit of an outlier, those two back in 2019, but you really start to see it in 2022 and 2023. So Cork played Limerick uh, in the first round of the Munster round Rab in 2022, and then they were went out and got beaten quite easily by Clare the following week. Waterford then, who were on the crest of a wave, league champions, beaten Tipperary, put up a great performance against Limerick in the Gaelic Grounds, unexpectedly beaten well by Cork, 2022. Tip, who actually gave Limerick a savage game in 2022, despite the poor year they had, they were ahead of, up until the 64th minute, went out and got absolutely annihilated by Cork uh, in 2022. And then Clare, who drew with them and went to extra time and you know, had the game in, in the group stages against Limerick were dire against Wexford and eventually hammered by Kilkenny in 2022. So I think in 2022, some clear evidence there that you put all your eggs in to try and beat Limerick, you're going to be in trouble the following week. And then again this year, Watford should have beaten Limerick in the first round of the championship, put up a great performance and then everyone went down to Parky Creek full of hope and were hammered by Cork. And um, Fair then beat Limerick by a point after putting everything into it. And I think it's fair to say, Liam, Clare were quite poor against Waterford that day. And if Caleb Lines wasn't sent off, the game would have been in the melting pot. Yeah. Uh, Waterford had about 15 wides in the first half to a probably control at 60% possession. Clare very average. And then the third game, Tip drew with Limerick after putting such an effort into it and then beaten out the gate by Waterford at the weekend. So... I, I take your point, team. We'll park we'll the two 2019 results. But if you look at the last two round robin years where Limerick and their pomp with their physicality, you're looking in 2022, terrible performances after big performances against Limerick, and the same in 2023. So the the results stack up to that narrative that if you yeah. go in all guns blazing against Limerick, you better knock them out because they're going to come back to get you and you're going to be a tired, tired team there afterwards. And I think psychologically as well in those games, when you go in and you give everything and you don't get over the line, it is very hard to get up the next day. Like whereas if you go in and give it everything and you actually get to win, you're you're there's a oh the bodies are sore the next day, but you're after winning. You know, it's a it's, yeah. it's yeah. I, I think it's a, yeah. that's a big factor in it as well. And yeah, we look we saw it the weekend there again. You know, we look at we'll get on to Munster in a few seconds, but like it, these guys to actually beat them. You know, when you think for Clare to actually have bet them this year, look, it just shows how. What you have to do to beat them, and where they clear would be now, next weekend will be interesting. We get on that one, but yeah, because you're right, the stats kind of don't lie on that. Um, it's very hard because to because it's given his prediction already. Yeah, we well, gave it already at the top some, of the show. Some people, some people are calling Limerick Freddy Krueger. You just can't put him away. He keeps coming back to the <laughs> This Limerick team are definitely like Freddy Krueger. They scare the bejesus out of you once they yeah. come back. So. Yeah. But it is anyway. you're you're looking you're looking for that one big performance all the time against Limerick. You're trying to peak as a team against Limerick because they're you know top of the ladder. But like, it's a, it's a you know it'll be interesting to see how like the likes of Wexford will go this weekend now after beating Kilkenny last weekend. Like they just got themselves up for an absolute you know massive game, a massive result, and then trying to come back down again the next week. I think they talk about that in their own Robin series as well. But like when you have an outlier like that, like Limerick, you know, who you're trying to topple, like it just takes everything all you mentally, psychologically, everything. Like the whole group is just sapped. And look, it's going to be interesting now where Claire go on Sunday. They've had they've had the break. 
Limerick, you'll say, have had a tougher one. We look, I'll hold that part. Talk. We get into, we get into the monster. Let's look. We'll go into monster. Let's have a look at this. Keep it short and sharp now, because giggles under pressure here. Have you ordered in advance, yeah. giggles? Will the food be on the table yeah, when you get there? No. No, no, no. The the Chateau Brienne now. I need to get down there and make sure it's perfectly cooked <laughs> and all that kind of stuff. Then you know. Uh, look, <laughs> I think fascinating again. Like again, I was listening to this match in the car on the way back, so I didn't get to watch it in full. Caught it on the Sunday game that night, and obviously the ebbs and flows. And Shawnee, we spoke about it before. Even if Cork were to go out on Sunday in an epic, would it be a failure or, or still a good year? And we ended up with with them going out in an epic. And it was interesting Don Logan the Sunday game about, you know, Cork won't be taking any more victories, but you would do have to say the positives for Cork this year. And I the one I will call out and you've called out too, Shawnee, off the bat straight is is that, that there seems to be a heart back in the team and a spirit that hasn't been there in a number of years. I think that's the big the big it, positive takeaway. It is, and look sure it's it's a results driven game as well though so you like you have to still say it's a failure on, on mm. what the progress they had in the last couple of years you think the look the performance as you said and and the reaction to Limerick when they started to pull away they went seven points up there you know they were always there to grind it back and, and get get in touch Ethan Toomey and your man Padraig Power who came on were involved in scores when mm. they came on near the end they're, they're players for the future Sean Sean O'Donoghue Joyce and Callan you'd say were v- very much positives from that game as well like Callan, he's hands pulled, but he—I thought he dealt with like the chaos back there very well. Um, Sean O'Donoghue was just so smarted on a couple of occasions by um, by Galan. I think there's a lot of like to be honest, that's craft, you know, that's forward craft as well. Like you know what he's doing there in terms of using his body first and and you know clinching in the tackle. Like I I don't I don't think um, no, I'm not a big fan of the ref, but I don't think he he was the a main reason why you know Carton get through these these percentages they happen in all games like it's it's yeah. I, I think it's the, part and parcel of the game the exact summary though I think you need everything to go for you though like Cork and fairness do. were so unlucky and lots of little you know the Callan one with the ball bounced and he picked it up yeah. you know it, they, out, they, they outscored you. Limerick yeah. in the last um, 14 minutes 163 points you know they came down the stretch very strong they just didn't have enough they scored 112 from their own puck out and seven and seven from Limerick's um, quick restart, but the other thing on the flip side of that, like Limerick still got one twelve from from turnover. So and there's there's the losing of the game. They're like you know giving away a cheap yeah. ball and going to Cork's issues. Like Cork's issues still like they, they miss Coleman this year. He's not like he's not gonna he's not gonna be the big force that you know would mark Hagerty out of it. But he will make you defend a lot more. Like he'll attack a lot more. I think Dalton was was a positive this year. Um, but he still, Finn, did, Robbie O'Finn was the biggest. Yeah, yeah, I know, but like for, for what's there, like because look, like teams of injuries, they had Keen Lynch out as well. Um, yeah. There's a consistency winning games now with Cork. Like Cork are getting consistent performances, but there's a lack of consistency now in within the games. They kind of they fall back behind the while and then have to drag it back, and it takes a lot more energy to do that. But I think it was epitomised in the last few minutes there. I mean. Shane Kingston failed to pick up a ball and he had about 30 or 40 yards in front of him. Failed to pick it up. He was taken off after that. Leanne came on. Leanne did some ridiculous things when he comes on as as he kind of tends to do. He's either going to win you the game or, or lose you the game. Um, he gave away a couple of cheap balls. Luke Mead as well. I thought Luke Mead was on a lot of ball, but it's all kind of ball on his own. There was no... He didn't seem to be in 
in in under Limerick in the battle the battle area. Like they were wiped out in midfield realistically there. Right. So there's still there's still areas there where they're still lacking. Like so, but look, it's still a failure. But there's you know there is positive shoots coming through. There's green shoots coming through in terms of. It's a good base. You know, it's, a good base for it's a good base yeah. for next year, I think. And and having a bit of stability now, you think you can see Pat Ryan being there for a good few years. You know, I think mm. which will be good for Cork too. Um, for Limerick, though, like they had to go to the well again. They did it. They got over the line. But I think they're going to be better than Bruce going into this into, into this monster final. Fascinating the way it's going to be in the Gaelic grounds, and that Clare have requested it. To be in Gaelic grounds rather than playing it in a neutral venue, I think that's an unbelievable call from them. You know, Ridiculous. they're like, "We we'll go down, we'll beep down there." You know, like you can imagine the conversation they had around that to put that forward. Like, where would you see giving up home advantage to all Ireland champions going for four in a row to play them in their backyard in the Munster final? Like, it's it just wouldn't happen. I think it's, it's unbelievable. Uh, it's you know, crazy. But clear, I think it's a bit like you know, if any of the you know, the top couple of teams are that to be saying, Jesus, they've got some nicks in them to do that, you know, but I don't know. I, I just think it's crazy. Absolutely crazy what they're trying to do there. I, I don't, I don't, I like, that's one of the main reasons I'm going to go for Limerick in this Munster final because like Claire and, and, and not because I'm not influenced by Giggles is Giggles corner or anything like that, but that is a massive factor as well as trying to get back up to beat Limerick beat again. again. Beat him again. Yeah. I think, I think Limerick have, Turn the corner. I think this this victory last weekend, like you you talk about the atmosphere on Wexford Park. Jeez, there was some atmosphere oh, at the Gaelic yeah, grounds father, last my, weekend. My father was down at him. My father was on the terrace. He just said that yeah. the noise and like the color and the sunshine and like and I think this the, spring is back in Limerick. Yeah, look, the only thing thing is as well, Cork were so number fairly outnumbered there. Clare will have a. It'll be a 50-50 rep for that monster final, you think, in the crowd. That's the only thing. That it, will, will, it will be 50 It will be 50-50 yeah. split. And the weather's going to be cracking like we have. The weather, the long forecast is looking like it's going to be a similar type of weather. So, I don't know, lads. I, I actually think Clare could win this. I actually think they can. And I think Limerick, I think they're 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 getting results, bar that Clare game where they lost, but they've really struggled. They've really struggled to eke it out. Now, they did it against Cork. They got it done. But at what cost, you know, and I think the longer this championship goes on for them, the harder it's going to get. I don't think they're going to pick up into another level. I think they're actually at their level, but their level is so high that that could see them through for a lot and could get them all the way to a win. But I don't think there's another gear in them. I actually don't think... Is Conor Cleary out for Clare? Yeah, I, I was just about to touch on the shiny there, right? I think one of the one of the kind of you talk about psychological things Tommy Welch was describing the scene in Gaelic grounds 35 to 40 minutes after the game when all the fans had left the Limerick players came back out onto the field sat down put on the boom box and all 30 of them sat around having the crack basking in the glory right that that speaks to me of a panel that despite all the bullshit rumours is absolutely on the right trajectory I think what you saw at the weekend, and take Garrod Hegarty as the main example, three points from play, phenomenal work rate, no bullshit, got pushed around, pulled around, and didn't slap back and kind of was in the kind of reminding me of someone who just said, you know what, we're going back to basics now. And they did that across the field. They dropped Keane Lynch because he wasn't fully fit, whether he's carrying a knock or not. They're brilliant in there and not letting any, any information out, but Keane, not Keane O'Neill, Cahan O'Neill was fantastic at centre forward. But just going to Shawnee's point there, this is going to be the biggest weakness for Clare. 
Cleary is an amazing pullback. He's a pullback that you really want in your team. Filthy bastard. Pulling and dragging. Won't let you catch it. On the catching hand constantly. Guaranteed to get a yellow card. But never get sent off. And he's the perfect man for Aaron Glenn. Now you're going to be left with two small... Is he definitely out? Is he 100% out? There's no one telling us that, but it, it like... For all most people who who have looked at it, I was listening to James Skell, one you of could our see former guests. James Skell has done his shoulder four times, two times here, two times here, and he said, "Looking at your man, I could see his shoulder. It's out. That's somewhere between six to twelve weeks minimum. Yeah. And if you require surgery, it's further because you pull all your ligaments. I'm not a doctor. I'm yeah, just okay. repeat what your man said, but uh, it looks like he's definitely out. So you're talking about David McInerney going back there, which is he's a brilliant player. But he's a bit of a hurdler, right? Do you know, mm, he's a he brilliant a, hurdler. And Galan just loves marking hurdlers because he just is a, he's such a, he's such a, I want to say the word knacker, but in a really positive way. Do you know what I mean? He's, he's pushing at you, pulling at you, laughing at you, having a chat, and plays the hurdle, 600 net goes over. Has, he's just, he's unbelievable, Galan is. And then you look at Dermot Burns thundering into the game. I, I, I think they're on the up, Liam, and I think if they win this Munster final, they'll have a two or three week break to get themselves right for a semi-final I think it's looking ominous I want to make one reference to the best penalty I've ever seen in oh, my whole life dear birds yeah. oh, it was unbelievable yeah. it was unbelievable Sten- stension job and rocket top corner with the power did it hit the stension at the back oh, did it? oh the power yeah the power. Top corner. Yeah, and the power of it just, though the power of it power oh he's about to dip anyway I think Limerick are on the up, lads. I think Clare with the I think Clare will give them an absolute rattle, but I think I keep telling Clare I think keeping Limerick are going to win by six or seven points in games and end up winning by one, but they still end up winning. I I think it'll be a Limerick win. I think they're I think they're moving up trajectory. I think Clare have Clare peaked. Don't know. Hard to know. Yeah, look, it's going to be a cracker. That's obviously going to be the, the first game on the 2 o'clock game, the warm-up for the Leinster final. So looking forward to seeing a little bit of that before we go into Crow Park. Um, <laughs> we have to touch on, on Tip Waterford before we go to Giggles because this was the game where, you know, we all hoped, or you hoped in particular, well, I'm sorry, you, one, you actually wanted maybe Davy to be gone before this match. Um, and, you know, start with kind of a clean slate or else Waterford to get tanked further so that maybe they definitely would get rid of him. And then to come out with that performance, win comfortably, Billy Nolan playing as a sweeper. Um, like, one the implications for Tip, Liam Cal looked like he was going to murder every Tip player after the match to head him on the, on the line. He was like an absolute <laughs> cunt after the game. i never seen a man as, as sickened, especially losing to Davey. Uh, he'd hate that, after, yeah. you know, as well. But what, what does, like, for me, for, for, I've been at a couple of Waterford games and watched watch them all with you guys this year. The fact that all the points went over. The wides disappeared. They looked freed up. And was that because there was nothing to play for and everything to play for? Or or what was it? They still played the sweeper. They still did the system. What, what do you yeah, think was different from? Two, two, a couple of things, right? I think, and just to address your point firstly, there, what was different about them? And I watched Stephen Bennett in particular as an example. Stephen Bennett in some of the games this year was mouthing and getting stuck into fellas who are on the ground, telling them they're diving and doing everything except play the game that he's amazing at playing at. And he just shut up his mouth and went about his business on Sunday and was phenomenal. Like the last point he got off the right hand side to seal it, where he took the slice 
took it around the defender. He scored a point from this. He was immense. And that's what you need Stephen Bennett doing. You don't need Stephen Bennett mouthing and stuck in kind of arguments here, there, and everywhere, taking his mind off the forward play. I go back to the point I was making about Wexford earlier as well. The player base in Watford on that team is in this current thing, forget about the underage team, what we have come through, but the player base is really strong. Like it's a good, there's good players. The madness that Dave is doing, I, I still am on the same page. I don't know what the F he's doing with this puck out tactic where they all go forward. Um, I still think they're confused in what they're doing, but they did play similarly with Desi Hutchinson further inside with Pat Fitzgerald. They didn't play injured players. I think that might have come into it. Like if you're playing an injured Aston Gleason, because he is Aston Gleason, did that bring down the work rate of the rest of the team? Even though Aston played quite well, he just went with a fresh team. Tip looked lacklustre. You have to say that as well. You have to qualify it that the tackling wasn't there, that it was there against Limerick and against Cork and against Clare. The intensity wasn't there. They lost Gerard O'Connor, they lost Kyle Barrett. They were missing Jason Ford, they were missing Jake Morris. I know Watford were missing players as well, but they didn't have that intensity. That, and that's why Dean Cahill looked like he was going to kill somebody. He actually looked like he was going to murder someone. Yeah. Speaking about Fre- <laughs> Freddie, looking about Freddie Krueger, Cahill is a little scar under the mouth. Yeah. He did lip up, you know, and he was like, oh, fuck, and Jesus, I wouldn't have fancied no, no. him going out of the I would like to be in the tip dress room after that match. But like, so and, that, and, that. and just on that quickly, Tipper like, gone, tip gone, but one more. I, I, I think you and I, Liam, I wouldn't shout for Cork that often, but we were near because Cork's display was so good. We were actually, I found myself thinking, go on, Cork, get a fucking draw there and knock tip out. Knock tip out. Because the tip performance was so yeah. bad. That, uh, that's where I was at. Yeah, I, I wanted to draw too. It would have been amazing to see tip gone on the back of them losing to Watford in Turles. I would have loved that. Now, yeah. rather Limerick gone as a whole, because <laughs> I think gives Kilkenny a better chance, but I actually think that would have been a better outcome overall to see them go. It would have been hilarious. You just want him to go because you don't want to do the four in a row. That's the sound too. Yeah, no, of course. I don't know. No, but I also think that, <laughs> I don't want to do the four in a row, definitely. But I also think that if they are gone, even with Kilkenny yeah. injuries, Kilkenny could it's win an open championship. It's then. an open yeah. championship. I, I, yeah. Like, I really do think that. Um, but yeah, like, if that's, and that, like, let's comment on that as well, like that. Given where Munster was on Sunday, anything could have happened as well. Watford were winning that match by the score required to knock Tip out, you know, and it was brilliant. Again, it came down to the last Sunday, even though Waterford were gone. Like, they're, mm. they were going to impact. They had done their part to change the course of the yeah. championship. So, um, but on the coverage side of things, every you should be able to watch all those matches. And it should be that, you know what, Diego is there put up a basic broadcast of all those games and you're able to put them up or you have them coming from the game showing the key moments rather than giving us the table. Show the goal yeah. or show the key point yeah. or show Wexford getting the goal down in down in, uh, in, in Wexford Park. You know, I think that's the trick that they missed on Sunday. But you know what I, what I did for the first half was I had Diego open on the laptop watching Walker Tip and I had Cork Limerick up on the, on the TV screen and I ended up watching none of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're like this though. So actually, yeah. for, the yeah. second, for the second half, for the second half, I just closed the water match. I said, "Fuck that!" I'll watch it back afterwards. Limerick and Cork <laughs> is the one; it's the main one. Yeah. And I didn't watch the second half of the water game uh, in the same time because I couldn't concentrate on two games. I was just finding myself watching nothing. So um, mm. I agree. I think the 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 back and forth. I, I'll never forget. I think it was the 1994-1995 end of Premiership season. Where yeah, Blackburn, 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 and, Blackburn and Man United yeah, 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 yeah. 
And Man United ended up drawing one all with West Ham. And if they'd won it, they would have won. And, li- and Blackburn ended up losing 2-1 yeah. to a Jamie, Jamie Carragher free kick in the end. And Sky Sports, I think it was the first year there was a Sky Sports 2. I've never been, been inside in Coochie's. It's Sky Sports 1 on one TV, Sky Sports 2 on the other TV. And um, savage stuff. But yeah, the GA missed the trick there big time. Yeah. All right, well, we just come on time so Gigas can go get his lunch. But look, we will be back after Leinster and Munster finals. We, that's our preview now for, for next weekend. Um, looking forward to them. There should be two cracking games. And yeah, the hurling season rolls on and it's definitely shading the football in a big way. Thanks, Johnny. Thanks, Gigas. Take care. Cheers, lads. I'm going to run. I'm going to run. Right. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck.